0: Welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine on a Monday on Twitter at James Erpine at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe to the only daily Bengals podcast out there on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. The iHeartRadio app, every podcast posted to LockedOnBengals.com. It is great to be with you today. We have a lot to get to, including the news of the day out of Cleveland, how it impacts your Bengals, plus the trade deadline. And while it's uh, it's time for all of us to come to a realization about the Bengals' defense and what they have to do to win this season. It's great to be with you today at LockedOnBengals.com. I've written... About yesterday's 37-34 win. If you missed my postgame podcast, you should check it out. It's on LockedOnBengals.com. You can hear from multiple Bengals players, Marvin Lewis, et cetera. But uh, my post-game, postgame observations are certainly worth your time at LockedOnBengals.com. Let's react to the news of the day. Hugh Jackson fired. Hugh Jackson let go. He was 3 36 three thirty six and one as head coach of the Cleveland Browns, and it was historically bad. Awful. In my take, I'll give you 60 seconds on the Hugh Jackson era in Cleveland. I think he made a mistake when he went there. I thought when he took the job that if anyone could save the Browns, it was him. I, I, no doubt about it. I said that. I said if anyone could save the Browns, it's Hugh Jackson. He goes three thirty-six and one which is a good way, Hugh, to, to back me up there. But it, in all seriousness, go back two years ago and look when he got hired three years ago. Excuse me. They got rid of Carlos Dansby, who ended up here. They got rid of uh, all of these different veteran players and went super young and traded for draft picks, and they were essentially tanking for a couple years to get draft picks, right, to get assets, which I get. But no coach in the NFL was winning with that. And then this year he was brought back, but we all kind of knew the writing was on the wall. He was 1-31. Uh, Hugh Jackson would have had to have a winning record with a young Browns team so far to have his job, to keep his job. New GM in there. Hugh had no chance of surviving. He just didn't. Now, are the Browns, were they going to be good this year? The answer is no. They were never going to be good. Could they have been better? Sure. But they have a rookie quarterback. They have young wide receivers. They have a second-year tight end. And you're relying on that. The, the only reliable threat that's a veteran is, is Travis Landry. So there's one thing. On the other side, a lot of young talent. Denzel Ward, love that pick, by the way. Praise the Browns when they made it. It was a great pick. Bradley Chubb, Bradley Chubb. No, Denzel Ward. Miles Garrett, really nice young player. They have some talent there, they have some talent on that roster. They reminded me of the 03 Bengals. They're just not close enough yet to really contending, really being a factor. And uh, I feel sorry for Baker Mayfield because I think he's stuck between a rock and a hard place now because he has a new head coach and a new offensive coordinator, and it's going to likely change again at the end of the year. So I have three offensive coordinators. It's Todd Haley got fired today. Three head coaches in a matter of a year. That's, that sucks for a young quarterback who's trying to save a franchise that's been dreadful for the past two decades. Think about that. 20-plus years. As far as Hugh Jackson in Cincinnati, I absolutely think the Bengals should be interested in bringing him back, and I absolutely think they will be. Absolutely. Today Marvin Lewis was asked about it. Here's his exchange with reporters. He didn't say much, but here's what he did said, Marvin Lewis, earlier today in his press conference at Paul Brown Stadium. Have you spoken to Hugh today? Have not. What's your reaction to that, Coach? I'm not going to make a headline. I'm not going to make a headline. Emily wins. <laughs> we didn't think it would be you, though. <laughs> Can't tell. speaks to the nature of the business, I guess. It's unfortunate. That's Marvin Lewis. And if it's hard to hear, I get it. It's in his press conference. Basically, he called uh, Hughes firing unfortunate. And he said that he doesn't want to make any headlines. So he's not going to comment on Hugh getting fired. But you know what I think he'd probably say? Yeah, Hugh Jackson never really had a chance there. Hugh Jackson should have stayed here in Cincinnati where he could have been my successor. And he did not. And that, my friends, is why if I'm Hugh Jackson, I'm crawling back. I'm coming back to Cincinnati. I'm saying, Marvin, save me. Help me get back on my feet. Even though I'm going to be paid very well for the next year and a half plus. The reason I say that is because Hugh Jackson um, is only going to get a head coaching job in the NFL in, in one spot. His, his total record, 336-1 with Cleveland, 8-8 eight and eight with Oakland. My math tells me that's 1144-1. and one. And yet I think there's one coach or, or one place he could get a head coaching job in the NFL, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals. Marvin Lewis is on a two-year deal. I think that it's very reasonable for Mike Brown and Marvin Lewis to look at what's going on and what happened in Cleveland and say, we do things way better than them. Hugh Jackson, hell yeah, he could have success here. So if I'm Hugh, I come back here. And if I'm the Bengals, I want him back here. I watched an offense in six out of their last eight quarters, put up a whopping 13 points. I've watched an offense be about as inconsistent as, as it's been um, since Hugh Jackson left 2016, awful 2017, awful. This year, at times good, when the personnel was really, really good. Very inconsistent since it's been dealt with a couple of injuries. You're telling me Hugh Jackson can't at least help there? I'm not saying he needs to replace Bell Lazer. I'm not saying that at all, but you're telling me he can't help? He can't be an offensive advisor? He can't be an offensive special assistant to a special assistant's assistant? Getting Hugh Jackson in the building makes a lot of sense. To me, it makes a lot of sense. He's really good friends with Marvin Lewis. They talk every week. Hugh Jackson went there, and there was that succession plan that was at least offered to Hugh Jackson back when he took the job with Cleveland. And ego got in the way. Ego gets the best of us sometimes. Hugh Jackson said, I can go to Cleveland, and I can win. I'm going to take this bad job with bad ownership and win. And that's what happened. Say what you want about Mike Brown. He's twice the owner Jimmy Haslam is. Like, let's be— the Browns have won three games in two years. Okay? Th- no, excuse me. Three games in two and a half years. i giving uh, giving them credit for, for this year. Three games in two and a half years. The Bengals won yesterday. That's a third of the, the Browns' wins over the past two and a half years. Past 30 months. So, I, I get it. We complain about Mike Brown. We complain about Marvin Lewis. This is whole a whole nother level of losing this is a whole another level of mentality that the Browns are dealing with that Hugh Jackson dealt with and so to me I bring him in uh, at minimum for just the, this year if you can like if you can bring him in tomorrow I would and here's why the Bengals are five and three we would say their magic number is what 10 wins who do they play twice in the second half of the season the Cleveland Browns and why I don't think the Cleveland Browns are great I certainly want every single bit of information I can get on them. I want every single bit of info, of weaknesses, of good stuff, of bad stuff about that roster, all the intel. Why? Because I got to beat them twice. You beat Cleveland twice, you get the seven wins. You beat Denver at home, should be a W. You beat Oakland at home, should be a W. There's nine. Can you get one on the road against Baltimore, one on the road against Pittsburgh, one on the road against Los Angeles? Heck, maybe, maybe you beat New Orleans coming back off the bye. But if you can get two wins against Cleveland, it sets you up for nine wins. You sneak one more, ten, you might win the division. You might win the division with ten wins. I think it's going to win, but you got to win the tiebreaker with, with Pittsburgh. I think ten wins probably gets it done. This Bengals team needs every advantage it can get. Every advantage, the defense struggling, the offense inconsistent. Hell yes, I would bring Hugh Jackson in, and I would love your thoughts. Feel free to leave me a voicemail at 513-666-0328. That's the official hotline of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I will get to voicemails this week. It's a good time. It's bye week. I would love to interact with you more than ever if I could. Uh, So leave a voicemail. Drop me an email, James Erpine at ESPN1530.com, and also – You can follow on Twitter. You can message me on Twitter. You can tweet me, at James Erpine, and at LockedOnBengals. Up next, is it time to admit that the Bengals' defense is what it is? I'll discuss that and explain what I would do at the trade deadline tomorrow uh, at 4 o'clock or what I would do before the trade deadline tomorrow. But first, a word from Swap.com. Swap.com is the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. And instead of buying new kids clothes that they're just going to outgrow in a few months, why not get discounted brand name clothes and get gently used items at a great deal at Swap.com? The world's largest consignment and thrift store is Swap.com. Stop driving to the store and then the next store and then the next store, sifting through rack after rack after rack. Go through millions of options in seconds on Swap.com with easy-to-use filters to find exactly what you need. Swap.com can give you up to 90%. You could save up to 90% with their service on your favorite brands, Lululemon, Carter's, Nike, J.Crew, Gap. This is quality stuff, quality hand-inspected items added daily. And if something doesn't fit, no problem at all. They have a hassle-free return policy. You just got to return it within 30 days. And there's a special offer right now since you listen to Locked on Bengals. Get 35% off select items for your first order with promo code locked on. Again, don't miss your chance to get 35% off. Use promo code locked on, plus, find new deals every single day on swap.com's homepage. Again, go to swap.com and for 35% off select items, use promo code locked on. I'm James Erpine, and welcome back into the Locked On Bengals podcast. Uh, a few more minutes left in the show, and I want to talk about what I would do with the deadline. And I hope to have time to write about this tonight. If not, this, this will be the time I spend on it. If I'm the Bengals, I go all offense. Do you see that defense? They're on pace, a, a, an historically bad pace, right? They're beatered, battered. They're, they're missing all these starters. They're starting nickel cornerback, their best linebacker in Nick Vigil, their most talented linebacker in Vontae perfect. Out, out, out. They're banged up. They're injured. They're on pace. To give up 7,164 yards, it would set a new NFL record for most yards allowed in a season. They're bad. They lose Carl Lawson for the year, which I think is a huge loss, and I talked about it on yesterday's podcast. All of these things add up to one thing for me. Let's be honest here. How are you going to win? In this day and age where teams like Baltimore, Dallas, teams that are okay but they're not really good, not legitimate contenders are the ones leading the league and scoring defense— you're going to win with offense. If I'm this Bengals team, I look at my defense and say, all right, maybe we have Marvin Lewis take over the play calling. Maybe we demote Terrell Austin and take that responsibility away from him. That's something I would consider. More on that later this week. But I'm winning with offense. So I would go get Deshaun Jackson, or I would go get Demarius Thomas, or I would sign Des Bryant. I would go get offense. Offense is going to win. And Tyler Boyd and A.J. Green are great. Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard are great. You have pieces. Unfortunately, I know I'm the John Ross guy. You cannot rely on him right now. You don't know what you're going to get. You don't know how healthy he's going to be. And when you roll all of that together, what happens when a team decides to double team A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd? Where does your passing game go? We all know Andy Dalton needs weapons around him. Go get another weapon. Go get another weapon. It, that, might mean, that might mean Jared Cook, right? I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be a wide receiver. Jared Cook, Deshaun Jackson, Demarius Thomas, uh, a- any of these guys, if they're available and you can get them, I, I totally, totally would. You're going to have to outscore teams. That That's the new way of winning in the NFL. Jay Glazer reported yesterday that the Patriots are interested in, interested in adding a premier wide receiver. The Patriots' defense is soft. It isn't good. But Bill Bill Belichick knows one thing. Oh, we're going to have to outscore our teams. We need Tom Brady to have as many weapons as possible. The Eagles, they're looking to add a running back potentially. They're looking to add a wide receiver potentially. why, Why do you think that is? Offense wins championships in the NFL in 2018. Period. That's what wins. There's no more this defense wins championships. You really think Baltimore's a legitimate contender? And their numbers are inflated. They gave up 31 yesterday to Carolina. They're the best scoring defense in the NFL. You're going to give up points. You know how you counteract that? By scoring more. By knowing that you have the weapons and confidence in your weapons to go out there and go toe-to-toe with, insert the team. Kansas City. The Los Angeles Rams, the Los Angeles Chargers, New England. Those are the teams you're trying to compete with, right? The Pittsburgh Steelers. Can you go into Pittsburgh and outscore them? Right now, I would say no. You get one more piece, you get a Deshaun Jackson, you get a Demarius Thomas, even adding a Des Bryant, it would give you a better chance. Because then it takes pressure off John Ross, it gives you a proven commodity, especially if it's Demarius Thomas or Deshaun Jackson, and it's a great compliment. It's a great compliment. I mean, you, can you imagine one side, A.J. Green, the other, Deshaun Jackson, Tyler Boyd in the slot, who's on pace for 98 receptions over 1,200 yards and 12 touchdowns, and then Ross in the other slot? That's so much speed. Good luck. And, and we've used – we've the, the Bengals have used A.J. Green in the slot more than ever. The other thing you can do is put him on one side of the slot, Boyd on the other, jackson and ross on the outside or demarius thomas and ross on the outside or dez Bryan and ross on the outside like that's what it matters you're going to have to outscore people in today's nfl that is it tyler eifert is not coming back tyler croft could come back at some point but i don't think we can bank on it go get him go get a weapon Bengals. understand the defense is not going to improve and get markedly better they'll get healthier they will improve some. They're not going to have to face all of these top offenses. You know, they're not going to, there's not another Kansas City on the schedule. New Orleans could be tough. At least you face them at home. I think it'll improve a little. But this idea that, oh, they could just add a linebacker and things will be better, no, it's not getting fixed. So the way you counteract that is by being great at something, by scoring 30-plus points a game. That's what the Bengals should do. Go all in on offense. I would give a third-round pick right now for Deshaun Jackson. Third round pick. That's somewhat, that's coming from someone who values draft picks. If it took a third and a fifth, I'd probably do that too. He's under contract for next year. They could decide to move on. There's an option, team option. But that's what I would do. And I think it would make a ton of sense. Demarius Thomas could probably be had for a fourth or a fifth. Go get him. Go make a move. Go be great at something. You can't get offensive linemen right now, they're just not available. You can't go get another corner or two. Patrick Peterson off the table. Yeah, Chris Harris could be available. Is he making your defense markedly better? Or is he just filling in while Darko's the out? You know? To me, I go all in on offense, realize what the NFL is, embrace it, and try to load up on weapons. That's what I'm doing. If I'm the Bengals, I'm loading up on weapons In trying to win now. And the way you win now in the NFL is scoring 30-plus points. As Tom Brady, last year, Super Bowl, they were going to go down and score. That's what it is, man. 38 points, 40 points. That's what you're going to have to do. You want that playoff win? You're going to have to be able to go to Los Angeles and beat the Chargers by scoring 35, period. doesn't matter who's on your defense. You want that playoff win? You're going to have to go to Pittsburgh and outscore them. You're going to have to go to Baltimore and outscore them. It's the new NFL. It does stink, man. Carl Lawson. It's such a huge loss. Because the one thing you need is a pass rush. And he had the most pressures on the team. I know the sack numbers weren't there. That's such a huge loss. I wish him the best. Hopefully I'll, I'll get to talk to him in person uh, at some point. But yeah, I, I hope he... And he tweeted out and I retweeted it. Um, he seemed to be in good spirits, according to Bengals linebacker Vinnie Ray. But I wish Carl Lawson nothing but the best. And I hope that the Bengals understand it's an offensive-driven league. Go get offense. I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening today. Sorry the podcast was short. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Until then, I'm James Erpine. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Bengals Podcast.